Welcome. Welcome to Know Your Roles, the entertainment culture sports podcast where we find unexpected connections across all your favorite mixed media from film, television, music, literature, and more. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Kleinman, and this is my co-host, Mr. George Payton, Kim Gordon the <laughs> third. Take it away, George. These, these get better every week. I have to go to Gordon's. Yeah, Kim Gordon is uh, one of my favorite people on the planet. Shout out to Kim Gordon, the Sonic Youth. Yeah, Dave, we're doing another another round. We're just the two of us, so uh, and uh, producer Mary Best. So I'm super excited about this week. We're going to be talking about HBO shows and serials. But before we get to that, how are you doing? Oh, super great, George. So good. <laughs> uh, I'm a little waterlogged after last night. You know, it seems like every week we're setting records for rainfall here in New York City. Mm -hmm. I hope that everyone listening to this is okay and their basement wasn't flooded too bad. And everybody in New Orleans, of course. Uh, I, I'm. This may sound like a joke, but uh, I think I'm gonna buy like I'm gonna start like looking into like wetsuits and, like, <laughs> a, ki and a kayak or some shit. Wars. I'm not even kidding, because like I said, like we literally we set a record last week and then the next week we broke the record. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just kind of like reading the tea leaves, if you will. But so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking into kayaks. George, how are how are you doing? I'm good. Not a whole lot going on here. I've been listening to my records in alphabetical order. So I've been, <laughs> I'm in the seas. Queen's Clearwater Revival, pretty darn good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny, I have a friend who does that as well. Shout out to uh, Matt Strong. He he does the same thing. He uh, Every year, he takes his whole collection and he listens to it in order. Yeah, it's very, it's very high fidelity, but it's I've been entertained by some records I haven't listened to in a while. The Church, pretty darn good. It's a great record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Awesome. All right. What do you say we uh, we go to the bar? Absolutely. On tap today, we're going to be talking about the U.S. Open, some uh, fall TV shows that we're going to be paying attention to in the next few weeks. And uh, finally, Montero by Lil Nas X, which has got a, a, a release date, an album cover, and some guests. And these guests are all over the place. So we're going to probably do that last. First, we're going to talk about, let's talk about TV shows first, because like I, I know we got some thoughts on some shows that we're looking at. What shows are you going to be paying attention to in the next few weeks? So there's a bunch of new shows that are coming out that really caught my eye. One is uh, Dope Sick, which is going to be on Hulu, mm -hmm. directed by Barry Levinson, who I'm always like intrigued by whatever he's doing. And it's like a narrative about the opioid crisis and like the Sacklers and, you know, like how fucking nefarious it was. And, you know, Alex Gibney did the documentary a couple years ago. Uh, I think that was last year. I'm forgetting what. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that's like the this this is kind of like the narrative version of the, that story. And the cast is incredible. Michael Keaton, uh, Michael Stuhlbarg, who I fucking love and everything. Very underrated. So, he's so good. I saw him on Broadway once uh, in The Pillow Man. And it's like one of the best performances I've ever seen. Like that guy is amazing. Anyway, Caitlin Deaver, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, that that's one I'm I'm definitely looking forward to. Then there's a couple of like docu series coming out that I'm pretty interested in. One is Colin Kaepernick documentary. It's called the docu series called Colin in Black and White, and it's about like his early life and like what led him to mm -hmm. you know on his path to activism. And it's produced and made by Ava DuVernay. So I'm sure it's going to be you know very very good and and uh, powerful. And then. This one like needs no explanation whatsoever. 
which is uh, Ken Burns is doing a Muhammad Ali documentary. So that's on my list of things yeah. that I have too. Is is Ken Burns, his daughter Sarah Burns, and her husband. That comes out, I think, September twentieth. That's one of the things on my list as well. Yeah. What else is uh, What else is on your list? So there is a, a documentary about Rick James that premieres actually tomorrow called "The Sound and Fury of Rick James." Uh, I love Rick James' uh, music, and I, I'm very interested in that. The Wonder Years reboot, I think, is uh, next week. Um, even though I don't love the the uh, the setting, I would have liked for it not to have been the sixties and seventies, just for the clothing, just for the clothing alone and the hair. That's that's what I'm there for. But from what I've read and what I've seen, it's uh, it's supposed to be incredible. So th- I'm looking forward to that. Impeachment, which is the new uh, Ryan Murphy about Bill Clinton and um, Monica Lewinsky. I can't wait for that shit. I think that's September 7th. Finally, Phil uh, Fettelstein plays uh, Monica Lewinsky. Edie Falco plays Hillary Clinton. Clive Owen, shout out to him. Watched Children of Men for like the 30th time last week. Plays Bill. It's, it looks like fun. I can't wait. Even though the A&E series, The Clinton Affair, is pretty much covered all the same ground and is way better. Anyway, I can't wait to watch that. And Slow Burn, the podcast. Yeah, it's like in the Slow Burn podcast, which is also awesome, which I listen to twice. The docuseries Once Upon a Time in Queens, which premieres next week, there's a four-parter about the 86, 87, and 88 Mets. It's like That's like cocaine from eyeballs. I said cocaine because that's what it's <laughs> going to be a lot about. Uh, scenes from a Marriage. We stars my my um, um, my my favorite Jessica Chastain and my boyfriend Oscar Isaac. Shout out to Oscar Isaac. I met him. He is a fucking sweetheart. So can't wait to watch that. And then finally, American Rust, uh, which is a new series on Showtime about the uh, steel industry in Pittsburgh. And I figured there's like Pennsylvania has been all over the place with the uh, mayor of Easttown. Pittsburgh is like I'm trying to. I want to be a part of something too. And that's with Jeff Daniels and Mara Turney. So shout out to them. Yeah, American Rust like it caught my answer too, but it, it looked maybe like trying to kind of draft off of uh, Mayor of Easttown a little bit, but we'll see. Well, I think uh, I think it's it's based on a book. So okay, which is like, and, and Mayor of Easttown was like was a was a, a original series. So, but Jeff Daniels, Daniels and Mara Turney, Mara Turney, yeah, yeah, she's I've I've met her by the way, and she is extremely nice. <laughs> George, under what circumstances did you meet my boyfriend, Oscar <laughs> Isaacs? I was on a show with him at uh, Joe's Pub, and he was uh, the guy hosting it. Was the guy who played uh, Andrew Jackson? They're buddies from like I think from Juilliard. And he was like, he wants to do, he wanted to do comedy. Uh, this Andrew, the guy who played Andrew Jackson, but he's like, well, I'm gonna break it up with some music, and I've got this friend who also plays guitar. And his name is Oscar Isaac. And Oscar Isaac was just in Llewellyn Davis, but he hadn't become like he hadn't become a thing yet. And uh, but I knew he was going to be in Star Wars and blah blah blah. That's Poe Dameron. And uh, we were in the green room, and he could not have been a nicer dude. And I was like, "Hey, man, I know you're about to be famous, famous, but you're my guy. That's that's my dude right there. So anything that he's in, I'll see because he's ridiculously nice." I'm so happy to hear that because I am I'm a I've got a huge crush on that guy. I was going to say I'm a big fan, but yeah, I just got a really. <laughs> a big crush on him too so it's always nice to know that like people who are supremely talented who seem magnetic are also just very kind people so i'm happy i mean not that i don't already know that because you know he and i are also dating so yeah yeah Yeah, i would say to all of us get in line (laughs) 
<laughs> get in yeah, line. If you're listening to this included. podcast and you're actually dating Oscar, <laughs> 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 uh, we uh, we need to talk. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we all have we all have our own uh, our own little side fantasy here. Anyway, this so this is now the Oscar Isaacs podcast. What else do we need to say about him? He's, <laughs> he's I feel like he's in everything now. It's, which is, he is. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be mentioning him a little bit later. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my goodness. It really nice. is. So this really Oscar, if you're listening, you have a new you have a new fan podcast, and it's this one. Please, please come talk to us. Just coincidentally, because, yeah, he is all over the fucking place right now. But uh, all right, George, anything else uh, for this uh, on this TV preview that caught your eye? No, I think that's it. I mean, these are all things that are coming out in the next like three weeks. And so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of good stuff. Uh, I'm all over that Muhammad Ali. That was like that was number one on my list. So I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, that's yeah. I didn't even I was just like, oh, oh, wow. You just said the magic words. Um, awesome. All right. Well, moving on. What uh, what's next on tap? Uh, let's talk about the Open. Seeing that I'm going tonight. Sick. <laughs> the U.S. Open, of course, in uh, Flushing Meadows, Queens. This U.S. Open is kind of crazy because of, it's notable because a lot of the people that aren't there, sadly, it's like missing a lot of the the big stars, including Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal. And Serena Williams. George is crying uh, on the other. I'm currently crying right now because we're missing. Um, I'm hoping that all three of those people can actually come back and we can try to see them next year. Federer says he's going to come back, but like major surgery as a tennis player at 40. Like, I don't know about that, but but hey, you never know. But the crazy Mm -hmm. there's a crazy stat since the three of those people are, are out Federer, Nadal and Serena. This is the first time since 1997 that the Open doesn't have at least one of those players playing. Between the three of them, they have 15 U.S. Open titles. The exciting thing about that, though, is that it's much more wide open than it has been in the past. I mean, the men's side, well, not, well, some of it's wide open. But I'm going to let you talk about that, George, because I know you've been paying close attention. You've been watching a lot of matches. I have. Uh, who so. do you like? What do you, what are you like in about the Open? All right, so the U.S. Open, for me, is one of the few sports in which like, I'm actually paying attention to the americans because it's like for some reason it's like because it's tennis and there's less of the usa nonsense that i don't need, that i'm not down with and there's like in the u.s open on the men's side there's a lot of americans still left we'll see what happens after the, like the next few days and i'm really paying attention to the the highest seated american which is raleigh opelka who's playing right now which i'm gonna check out here in a little bit but for men's tennis you gotta it's basically Djokovic's world and who is uh, who's left it? Whatever. I think he's going to win it. But I've got some I got some eyes on some people that I want to at least give him a go. Uh, Denise Chopala from Canada, shout out. He is great. I think he's a number seventh ranked player in the world. Uh, the newly married Gail Monfi, he's from France. Uh, he's athletic as fuck and a lot of fun to watch. So I'm going to be looking at him. Uh, and then Medvedev, who's also dope, and who also can give him, who also give him a challenge. Even though I do think it's Djokovic to win. It's it's like I I got my eye on a few of those people. Uh, as far as the women's side, the women's is just just dope because it's like uh granted it's like Ashley Barty she just beat the brakes off somebody just now. Um, but I mean there's some also cool Americans that are in there as well. Sloane Stevens beat Coco Golf who won it a few years Shout ago. Out. There's Jessica Pagula who's also awesome. I think she's like number twenty two. But I mean the heavyweight fight basically is Barty versus Osaka. But if that doesn't happen, I mean we'll check checking out Azarenka. Because I love Azarenka, the Fila, her Nike gear is awesome, by the way. 
And then, like, we've also got Howap, who's great. Uh, ben Sick, who's great. And uh, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce uh, that. <laughs> Sabalenka, who's also great. So women's is what I is what, what, you, what you should stay for, what you should be paying attention. Men's, maybe, maybe give it a peek. U.S. Open, George Gordon, let's go. I'm also going Monday, too. I'm very excited uh, for you. Yeah, Djokovic, of course, is going for like the first calendar Grand Slam in like since I think Steffi Graf um, in like, you know, the late 90s. So, yeah, he's not uh, someone who's, as George would say, uh, not someone you want to hang out with. He's not someone I want to hang out with. I think he's a brilliant tennis player. I don't understand the, 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 the yelling and the screaming after you win. I'm like, and he's fucking ignorant misogynist. It's like, it's like what's play. wrong with you, guy? Fucking, Act yeah, like you've been there before. But I was saying, like, best case, like, it, I'm hoping for you that you go and, like, he has a meltdown <laughs> and, like, throws a racket and gets disqualified or some shit like that. Shuffleoff can play, so I'm hoping that they, they see each other because, like, he is the next version of, like, the next big thing, so. Yeah, I, I think Medvedev is definitely, like. Medvedev is has, dope, too. He has a shot, but like, yeah, it's certainly Djokovic's turn yeah. to win. Pay attention to women's though, because if it's Ashley yeah. Barty versus Osaka, that's that, like Ali yeah. versus Frazier. Let's fucking go. <laughs> that would be really awesome. And also shout out to uh, Azarenka for like being the only person in the interview to be like, isn't it kind of ridiculous that the fans have to be vaccinated, but the athletes don't? <laughs> yeah. I just watched that. I just watched that, and I had like heart bubbles. I just watched that interview just a second ago, too. Yeah, she's which is like you know that's becoming a developing story now across all these sports leagues. We're not going to get into it right now, but we'll probably talk about it at some point in the future because <laughs> um, because crazy shit is happening, like people resigning from their jobs because they don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah, before the before we get to the next thing, she said this one thing that I was like, she was just like slam dunk somebody. She was like, yeah. I was like, I'll listen to you as long as it's not conspiracy theory related. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So as you said, lots of root for on the women's side. Yeah. That's what I'm rooting for. I love me some Azarenka. Yeah, she's awesome. All right. Moving on to our last topic. Little Nas X. We got Montero, which I think is September 17th. Is that right, Mary Beth? Like a a Montero comes out? That is correct. September 17th. All right. And uh, I think, uh, so we saw the album art. Apparently there's like some weird Easter eggs for SpongeBob SquarePants uh, and, and on the album cover, which I think is a lot of fun. Uh, but the guess is what I'm excited about because there's like, there's all these like amazing guests. I mean, Elton John, come on. I'm just going to check it out just for Elton John. But we've also got Molly Cyrus, Megan Thee Stallion, Doja Cat, Jack Harlow. So there's a lot of, a lot of cool things to sort of pay attention to there. But uh Elton John is on the on your on your opening track. That's that's when you know you're a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool how like you know we were talking a little bit before we we started recording about how it's you know he this is his first this is his debut album. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though he's kind of been like in the at the forefront of the pop culture for the last like couple years and had like huge hits as singles. So yeah, I'm I'm interested in it. I'm I'm excited. I think he's you know I loved how he how good he is with the internet <laughs> you know what i mean how, how he deflects trolls and really like uh is, is somebody to uh to look up to for that um so yeah i'm excited montero i'm sure to be a, a super fun record mm-hmm. yeah i mean you got all those guests on there uh jack harlow is like even somebody i like and i, I think jack harlow is pretty good so louisville what's the, up <laughs> he was he was on the last episode of the shop <laughs> was he really yeah it, it was pretty good I got that recorded. Uh, I need to check that out. 
yeah, it was it was pretty good. <laughs> All right, I think uh, I think that'll do it for bar talk. What do you say, George? Absolutely. We're all uh, tapped out. We're going to go in and play our game with myself, George, and producer Mary Bess, where we compare HBO shows to serials. So, George, for people who don't know how we play, you want to give us the rundown? Oh, thank you, producer Mary Bess. So here at the Know Your Rules podcast, what we do is we take two things that seemingly have nothing to do with each other, and we try to make a connection to them. And this week's episode, we're going to be talking about HBO shows and serials. Now, seeing that we don't have a guest, producer Mary Best, you're going to be the guest, and you're going to be going last. As always, I'm going to go first. Dave, you're going to go second. Let me just go and start it off. I'm a, this is a TV show from 2007, only one season of it. Uh, it's called Tell Me You Love Me. This is an HBO series about couples in therapy. It's a show I actually kind of enjoyed. It had Adam Scott, uh, Sonia Walger, who I love, love, love. And um, uh, not for everybody. It's like, it was like real depictions. It was like the, one of the things that the show was known for was like the depictions of sex being super, like kind of see really real, which turns some people off and they're like, is this, are those people, are they people really having sex? Anyway, the show is great. The music is awesome. There's like a, I like the way they did the titles. Like you didn't see the titles of the show until at the very end. And there wasn't any music in the show until the very end and it had great songs. Yeah, yeah, yes, whatever. Anyway. Like, again, not for everybody, which is why it is kicks, something I enjoyed, but not for everybody. Dave. I love kicks. Love (laughs) my first one. I'm going to go with a show that was like highly anticipated. They had a lot of hype, but can only really be described as a failure. It only lasted one season of 10 episodes. And to be perfectly honest with you, in my opinion, uh, it's not very good. And that is the show Vinyl. And it was a Scorsese show from a few years ago. It was a period piece about the the music industry and like the punk scene with like Bobby Cannavale and Olivia Wilde. And like I said, created by Scorsese. What, what could go wrong, right? Well, a lot could go wrong because it's just super over the top. It's like way too much in every episode. There's like a Scorsese uh like snorting coke uh cut sequence that we've seen like every time that's like a fast moving like shot of like somebody lifting their head up and like you're seeing their nostrils and like there's the sound effect and we've literally seen the same thing like 17 times yeah like i said it's just uh it's just over the top and maybe somewhere in the idea there was some good but it just did not work out and that's why as a cereal it is cupcake pebbles which is a cereal from Post that is Little Pebbles that's supposed to be uh, cake batter flavor. What? It's cake batter flavor cereal. Sounds, just sounds like sugar gnocchi. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was shelved uh, a year after it premiered. So just like vinyl, too over the top. People didn't really like it. So yeah, vinyl is the cupcake pebbles. So did you already know about Cupcake Pebbles prior or were you looking for cereals that had failed? <laughs> a- absolutely not. I had never heard of Cupcake Pe- Pebbles ever. And uh, like George likes to say, we do a lot of research on this show. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, all right. So I think my first one um, is a show that I was so excited about. 
I was so excited about it. It has everything I love, science fiction, horror, uh, just so many good things. Period piece, Lovecraft Country. I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be the show. I wanted it to be the shit. And I just didn't love it like I thought I would. It just, it wasn't quite what I wanted because uh, it was made for me, clearly. Um, so my opinion is the only one that matters. But anyway, Lovecraft Country for me is the cookie crisp of cereals because it looks like it's got everything you love. I mean, who doesn't love cookies and milk? But then you sit down to eat it and you're like, okay, this is kind of, this is not quite what I expected. Uh, so in that capacity, I will say that Lovecraft Country is the cookie crisp of cereals. Yeah, very inconsistent. I, I thought it was. Excellent. George. All right. So now there's there's like different camps that think like whatever the best show the HBO's ever done, whether it's The Wire or whether it's The Sopranos. Now, as far as like for me, just and we're just talking about the cast alone. The best show the HBO has done because of the cast is Veep. We got the goat, Julius Dreyfus. And then after that, you've got Matt Walsh. You got Gary Cole. You've got Sam Richardson, who's like joined later on in the show. Um, uh, it's the deepest cast. It's like the Yankees of like the 90s. It's like, oh my gosh, so much talent. And for me, I think that's why it's the best show HBO's ever done because it's that because it's that talented. And so it's seeing that it's my favorite show on HBO, I'm gonna give it my favorite cereal, which is honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Who didn't love a honey nut Cheerio? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, can't find fault in that. All right, my next one is a docu-series from recent memory that I've really thought was very good is The Case Against Adnan Syed. And now The Case Against Adnan Syed is about the real-life case that was depicted in the podcast, Serial. See what I did there? There it is. But the real the real comparison I want to make is because when Serial premiered and aired, it was very captivating and just a feeling about the actual case because Sarah Koenig is like a very taut journalist. Uh, she's very even keeled and kind of at the end, you're left wondering like, did he do it or did he not do it? Like, it's very, it's, it's still to me, very ambiguous. I personally had a hard time like being like, is this guy innocent or guilty? And then this docu-series came out and I watched like one episode and I was like, oh, uh, he clearly did not do it. So, yeah, I don't think he did it at all, which is why, as a serial, it's Raisin Bran. People very split by it. I probably didn't really like it as a kid, but I got news for everyone. Raisin Bran, it is good. It's good. And it won't kill you. It's, like, good for you. So, yeah, he didn't fucking do it, and Raisin Bran is good. Case against Adnan Syed, Raisin Bran. <laughs> Mary Bess. All right. So my next one, and I'm just going to get cut to the chase. My next show is Westworld, which I actually finished season three of last week. Picked it up during the pandemic, started watching it. Um, and I very much enjoyed this show. Um, but I'm going to say that Westworld is the cat and crunch of serials because I love it so, so much. But I have to be really careful not to eat too much or else it's going to make my tummy hurt. <laughs> because... You know, Captain Crunch, if you eat too much of it, it's very sugary. It's, you know, it can be rough on the roof of your mouth. 
Um, but with Westworld too, like it got very, very violent in season two. I had to kind of pace myself watching it, which is one reason why it took me a year to watch two seasons. Um, and then finally came back to the third season this month. Um, because it, you know, it delves into a lot of very graphic violence and it delves into a lot of very deep human themes and a lot of really terrifying themes, especially in this most recent season, um, which, you know, I, I don't even know how to talk about because it's it's really thrilling and exciting and um, very complex, but also very simple at the same time. So. Captain Crunch <laughs> was the comparison that I wanted to make. To Westworld. Nice. All right. So the theme of my next one is basically something I like, but I don't think I'll ever revisit again. But I did like it. Um, I think what it was is like it premiered at the wrong time. Premiered in like June of 2020. So we've got we got social unrest. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and I don't think I, we needed this in our lives. But it's an A plus performance by Matthew Reese, who I love, who I didn't know was Welsh by the way until like six months ago, and that's Perry Mason. And to me, Perry Mason, even though I enjoyed it, I'm never, I'll never revisit it, which is why Perry Mason is the cornflakes of cereals. I enjoy cornflakes, but I'm, I'm never <laughs> eating that again. Nice. <laughs> don't serve George cornflakes, anyone. <laughs> cornflakes are good. I just, I, don't, I, think, I, think, I'm, I think I'm good. <laughs> my, my next one is a show that I discovered when I was in college, because it was the first time that I had cable. <laughs> I never had cable as a child. Uh, and it was a show that I got into, like, as it was already, you know, in its third or fourth season. And I kind of got obsessed with it. And it's not a good show to be obsessed with at all, because the show I'm talking about is Oz. <laughs> and it's extremely violent and extremely uh, difficult to deal with. Uh, a show I probably will not watch again, <laughs> um, ever again. But yeah, at one time, I definitely watched a shit ton of it, which is why it's the sugariest cereal I could find, which is Honey Smacks. Not good for you. Honey Smacks is 56% sugar by weight. 56% or wow. 15 grams of sugar a serving. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of watching Oz, definitely not good for you. And Honey Smacks not good for you so is that the cereal that has like the crazy the the wild animal mascot that kind of looks like a tumbleweed come to life i think so right yeah and it's it, it, it's it's like the face of a wolf with these wild eyes i know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> i think that and is it's like yeah. and like the tongue is flapping around yeah <laughs> Do you, you should, know what i'm talking about yeah you should know by that mascot that the cereal is not good for you right <laughs> It's like if the mascot's eating the cereal, then that reflection is clear. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the cereal is is going to make your kids yeah. wild and that's and, what happens. And, yeah, <laughs> wild, wild and crazy kids have all been eating Honey Smacks. Yeah, that's that's just the tie-in. Um, so, all right. So my next show is one that everybody knows. It's called Sex in the City. Stars some some ladies living in New York trying to figure out their lives and. For me, Sex and the City is the honeycomb of cereals. There was a time in my life when I really liked it, uh, but now it just doesn't taste the same. It doesn't hit the same spot, doesn't have the same appeal. 
And uh, I look back on it now and I see it very differently. And I feel that same way about honeycomb cereal. That's great. Nice. Yeah, especially uh, being a 35 year old woman, having lived in New York for 13 years. I'm like, yeah, that's not, <laughs> I don't know anyone who's had, you know, a lot of those experiences, uh, but you know, that's why it's television. You don't have an apartment in the meatpacking district. What? <laughs> I know. And a closet, the size, like, like Carrie's closet was the size of not one, but several of the bedrooms that I've had in 13 mm. years living in New York. Like I've, I've slept in a room that size, like, and and kudos to everyone who you know who can live that life who who has the means to that's wonderful like new york is a beautiful place to do that and like to lean into lean into that success and good for you but yeah it's definitely not the average experience i I do not believe that is coming from from my point of view but hey it's television um uh, i'm gonna piggyback off of that and talk about my next show uh don't get me wrong i love sex in the city uh i I found it wildly entertaining. In fact, I did a Sex in the City podcast. I was like, we got to have George on. He loves that show. But I'm going to talk about a different show and a different performance because it's honestly kind of dialed back. I love Sarah Jessica Parker, but I think her role in Divorce is a better performance than her role on Sex in the City. She's so fucking funny on Divorce. And Divorce has also got a deep cast too. Thomas Hayden Church, Molly Shannon, uh, Tracy Letts, my boy, and then uh, Jermaine Clement, is all, they're all in the first season. So unfortunately, divorce didn't last as long as I thought it'd be, is maybe two and three kind of kind of taper down, which is the serial that I'm gonna choose it for. Because at first you're like, holy shit, this is this is good, but it's just not as great at the end. And that's frosted flakes. So divorce is the frosted flakes of cereals. Awesome in the beginning, kind of weak towards the end. A lot like divorce. <laughs> A lot like divorce, you would think. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yep. All right. My next one is you, George, when you were talking about Veep, you were saying it's not, you believe it's the greatest show uh, on HBO. And what you were saying was that many people believe that this show is the greatest show on HBO, which is many people also being me. Um, although I think comedies and dramas, like I put them in different, I don't judge them against each other. Cast related. The cast, yeah. Fair enough. But the show I'm talking about, of course, is The Wire. I think it's incredible. But here's the thing about it is it's not an easy show. It's not a show that you just are going to put on and like enjoy, you know, like whereas Veep is like you could put that on at any time and any day, any episode and you'll you'll enjoy it. Um, but The Wire, you really have to like be into it. You have to be paying attention. And but me like i'm ready for that and i want that which is why as a cereal it's granola granola not for everybody and you kind of have to like do the work for granola and uh it's also it's a true ensemble as well many different things going on working together and myself i love granola it could be the only cereal that i ever eat for the rest of my life and the wire could be the only thing i ever watch for the rest of my life so there you go that was major that was well done. Absolutely. Well done. It's there's there's a funny crossover here. I actually found out the other day that our, our good friend Huff Matthews, otherwise known as Matthew Hoffman, um, is also a big fan of The Wire and also was mad at me when I told him that I'd never really watched it. <laughs> um, although I have watched a couple episodes and I'm I'm giving it a shot. I'm doing doing some of the work. 
to see uh, see what this granola is all about. Like I said, it's not easy. And like, I don't, I don't even judge people. Like I get it. It's a commitment. So like, I don't even judge people. It's fine, but it is incredible. <laughs> it is worth it. hundred percent. Right. Um, all right. MB, your next one. So my next one, uh, I don't think will be a surprise for many people who, who know me because I love this kind of stuff, but my next show is true blood and true blood to me is the lucky charms of cereal because I know there's too much sugar in it. I know it's really bad for me. I know, <laughs> I know that, but it's my guilty pleasure. I love it. And I feel the same way about true blood. So in that way, true blood is the lucky charms of cereals. Nice. Also, because there's magic. <laughs> there's magic in it. For me, it started really strong and then kind of like went off the rails. Like I liked the first few seasons a lot, and then it kind of like lost me a little bit. But yeah, the first few the first season of True Blood and American Horror Story, I think are pretty perfect. And then the rest kind of fall yeah. away. Um, but but the those two those two shows, the first season of each, I think is nearly perfect. It's like Lucky Charms. Nearly perfect. <laughs> Just like Lucky Charms. <laughs> um, George, your, uh, your last one. All right. My last one is a, was a docuseries. Now there's elements about it that was like, I don't care anything about that. But what they do before that is just so fantastic. And it's Foo Fighters, Sonic Highways. If you don't know this show, what the show was about was the Foo Fighters, a band that I'm just kind of now, nah, whatever, adult contemporary rock, shout out. They were uh, what they did is they recorded a song in different parts of the world, I mean different parts of the country and famous studios, and they talked to different musicians who are from there. Two awesome episodes. The Chicago episode is awesome because they interviewed Steve Albini, who produced one of the uh he produced in utero by Nirvana, and he's a great interviewer. And the DC episode, because it's like I talked to Ian McKay, who was in Minor Threat and Fugazi, and I'm from DC. So I love all that shit. They talk about Go Go, which is a very DC specific thing. The thing I don't like is the fact that the Foo Fighters play a song at the end of it. You can skip that. <laughs> Everything leading up to it is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it is awesome. And they talk to like Dolly Parton when they're in Nashville. So everything, every every city that they do, and I hate they don't, there's not a season two of it. They should bring it back. It's amazing. So the cereal that I'm going to compare to is like something I think is just great all the time. Granted, it's not the best cereal, but it's right there. And that's just Cheerios. Cheerios is great all the time. Dave. Awesome. <laughs> um, Awesome. Yeah, I I will corroborate that. I've I think I've I think I've only seen the Chicago one. That, um, that episode's badass. But it's so good. <laughs> that episode's it's badass. So good. And I'm also meh on, on the Foo Fighters. Um uh but yeah, okay, all right. My last one is I am bending the rules a little bit because this isn't actually an HBO show but it only exists because of an HBO show. And of course, what I am talking about is the many saints of Newark, the upcoming David chase Sopranos prequel movie. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to cut right to the chase as a serial. It's not a serial, but wouldn't exist without cereal. Cause it's made of cereal. It's a rice Krispies treat. Many states of Newark is the Rice Krispies treat of HBO shows. Wouldn't exist without the the HBO show, but it's also a totally different thing. And also, it's something that, 
like both Rice Krispie Treats and this movie, I have like really high hopes for, but I also think that I probably will be let down, <laughs> which is like kind of how I feel about Rice Krispie Treats. I'm like, oh, that's great. And then you start eating it <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is kind of chalky. <laughs> you said cut to the chase and David chase and didn't acknowledge it's like what you're doing there. That kind of bumps me up. <laughs> it went over even my head. <laughs> All right. MB, finish it out for us. All right. So it's it's funny because, um, George, you mentioned Jemaine Clement earlier from Divorce, which I didn't realize he was on that show. Mm-hmm. Someone I have actually met in real life because I worked on a film that he was in in New York a few years ago. Um, he seemed incredibly nice. We didn't talk one on one, but he was he was very, very lovely to everyone around him in the scene. And you know what show I'm going to talk about? It's Flight of the Concords, which is probably one of my favorite shows of all time. Absolutely love it. And because it is one of my favorite shows, it is my favorite cereal, which is life cereal, because it's sweet, it's crunchy, it's filling, it has just the amount, just the right amount of David Bowie to make me happy and keep me healthy. And that is why Flight of the Concords is the life cereal of cereals. Also, I'm very excited about the new uh, season of What We Do in the Shadows, which is starting like this week, I yep. think. So even though Jermaine is not in the series or is not consistently in the series, of course, I am tying him to, to that series. He and Taika Waititi, who I think are both brilliant and very funny. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that season two also, or that new season. They got something in the water down there, man. Those, both, those, they're, they're killing the content right now, the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and Taika is, you know, the the co-creator of Reservation Dogs with St- Sterling Hardro, mm-hmm. which is so good. Excellent. All right. Well, I think I think uh, that did it for the game. We did it! Yeah! We killed it. Yay. I, I, for everyone who's who can't see us, I was just doing the Kermit the Frog. Yay! <laughs> there you go. The appropriate amount of celebrating. Yep, All, always appropriate. Kermit the Frog flagellating in front of a red curtain <laughs> makes me happy. All right, we're gonna go into last call where we round out the show and talk about things we're looking forward to in the next week or so here. George, what do you got going on for us? Well, so long holiday weekend. We've we got Labor Day weekend for for here in the states, and uh, me being a resident, I guess pseudo Southerner, Virginia, Virginia, whatever. Uh, but it's college football this weekend, and there's three games that I'll be paying attention to a lot. Don't think I'm gonna be betting on anything because that's silly. Uh, but uh, there's number three versus number five, Clemson versus Georgia. An opportunity to see how good Clemson's uh, new quarterback is going to be. He played two games last year, went one and one. He's the heir apparent to, to uh, I, I'm blanking on this guy's name. Anyway, uh, so Clemson versus Georgia is Saturday at night. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, thank you. Uh, Notre Dame versus Florida State. It is Sunday night at 7.30. Got a vested interest in that because I've got some Florida State person in my life. And the coach of Florida State used to be the coach at Memphis, Mike Norvell. So I want to see him do well. And then finally, Miami plays Alabama. Uh, this is not a game that Alabama's going to lose, but I'm going to watch it anyway because I find the Miami players to be wildly entertaining. Dave, what are you looking forward to? All right. Well, the big thing, uh, as promised, uh, starring the official Know Your Roles boyfriend, Oscar Isaacs, um, 
you know, it's like when you play uh, football as like a kid and like you have an uh, uneven number. So like one person's the official quarterback and he like plays for both teams. Um, <laughs> but uh, is uh, the card counter, the Paul Schrader writ- wrote and directed uh new film that looks like fucking wild. It looks wild as most of his movies are very intense. Uh, some of them are hits, some of them are misses, but they're always really interesting. And yeah, the cast is great. Oscar Isaac, Tiffany Haddish in like a serious role, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and I hope that she kills it and like she get all sorts of new opportunities now. Um, and of course, uh, a Paul Schrader regular who he loves to use, Willem Dafoe, who's uh, great and everything. So I am definitely very excited that about that. I'm also, I wish I wasn't fucking excited about this because I, I wish I could just cut it out completely, but I can't. And the NFL is coming back and uh, the being from Chicago, the bears are like in my bloodstream in a way where I like, can't get them out. <laughs> uh, but just in case anyone is curious, people ask me, I am very excited about Justin Fields, but I hope he does not play until at least mid season, or at least this offensive line can prove that he won't get killed. Uh, that's all I have on that. Um, all right. Now we're going to go ahead and talk to Mary Bess, our favorite regular producer, Mary Bess for MB's booth. What do you got going on, Mary Bess? Thanks, Dave. So as, uh, as has been the case the last few episodes, we're going to talk a little, little good news, bad news. So I do have a little bad news today. Uh, As many folks know, Senate Bill 8 went into effect in Texas on September 1st, banning abortion roughly after roughly six weeks of pregnancy before most people know they're pregnant and making no exceptions. And this is important, making no exceptions at all for incest or rape. Perhaps the worst part of this law is that it effectively deputizes ordinary citizens, including those from outside Texas, allowing them to sue clinics and others who violate this law. It awards these citizens at least $10,000 per illegal abortion if they're successful. And what's especially distressing is Governor Greg Abbott's recent order against mask mandates across Texas, proclaiming bodily autonomy and masking being a choice rather than a requirement. And a number of Texas parents have expressed outrage at the banning of mask mandates, considering growing numbers of students and staff have already contracted COVID mere weeks into the school year. Reproductive rights and masking are not the same thing. The choice to abort a pregnancy is a private health decision one makes with their doctor, while vaccinations and masking are public health issues that affect one's entire community, not just themselves. I know we are so, so tired of this. We are all so tired. But it is important that we keep having these conversations so that everyone can understand the distinction and why it's up to all of us to take care of one another. You can support reproductive rights activists and Texans in need via the Lilith Fund, the Whole Woman's Health Alliance, Jane's Due Process, the AFIA Center, and the Frontera Fund, among others. I'll link all of these in the show copy this week. Some good news this week. Three Colorado police officers and two paramedics will face criminal charges in the 2019 death of Elijah McClain. For those who may not remember, Elijah was a 23-year-old young man who was stopped by Aurora police on his way home from a convenience store. He was unarmed and peaceful, stating he just wanted to go home. But the officers subdued him and cuffed him, and Elijah repeatedly apologized 
saying he was an introvert and he was just different. He was already handcuffed when medical teams arrived at the scene. And Wednesday's indictment says the medical team did not talk to him, check his vital signs, or properly monitor him after injecting him with ketamine. And he later died. Elijah McClain deserves justice. And we hope that you'll stand firm with us in watching the Colorado courts closely as this case develops and these people are brought to justice. Thank you very much, Mary Bess. Please, yes, I would definitely echo that and check out those organizations to, uh, you know, to fight back because, you know, we don't have to take this shit lying down. We certainly don't. All right. Well, thank you very much again, Mary Bess, for all of that. All right. Now, George, give the people something to be excited about. Tell us what we got going on on our next show. Thank you, Dave. September 17th, guys, is going to be our next show. We're going to have Will Rowland, who is a singer, an actor, a Grammy Award winner. He was on the Dear Evan Hansen with original cast members, and he's currently on the show Billions, and we're super excited to have him on as a guest. We're going to be talking about musicals and mixed drinks. All right, we're going to go ahead and close this show out. I want to thank everyone who's listening. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to George. Thank you to Mary Best. Thank you to our designer, Amanda Zeller. Thank you to Alan Tack Kid, Nate88, and Kazo Oslo for our theme song. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Know Your Roles wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, take care and be safe. And uh, get vaccinated, people. Quit fucking around. Yes. And still wear your masks indoors. Still wear your masks. Yeah. And have your vaccination card ready. That's it. We're out. You know the